Comac fans around the world and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom, the podcast where you're two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris, watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 41, and we'll be talking about episode 41 of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079, A Cosmic Glow, in which we wax metaphysical on the nature of relationship. Or we should, theoretically at least. Moeagare, and take it away. Make sure to cut that part out as we go to... Yeah, Hello, no Mobile Suit Phantom! <laughs> Shit, I forgot welcome to... Hello and welcome to Mobile Suit Phantom! <laughs> I fixed it in two. So, this is episode 41. I've probably already said that, but I always forget that just because I haven't recorded that part yet. Shut up. Yeah, shut, shut, you out there. You out there. On Twitter. Yeah. About to, about to correct Fuzzy on his order of... Basically, fuck you. I'm yeah. Chris. <laughs> this is Chris, yes. Uh, we are in a weird headspace collectively for various reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on just weird energy levels. And this Super is a weird, weird episode! Weird. So it kind of works. It kind of works. By the way, y'all, uh, I don't know if you heard Fuzzy five seconds ago. This is a weird fucking episode. <laughs> this is a really um, weird episode. I guess we just, I guess we just got to do it. We just gotta do this. Yeah, we kind of uh, need to speed run to get to the weird nougaty okay. center of this fucking then, Cadbury weird egg. Then let me let me start out by just pounding out this first bit. Degwin Zabi's sitting in his massive fuck off throne room on a ship, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and, and he's looking at a view screen of Garma. However, this 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 so Garma this is obviously taking taken horizontal. This is taken. Uh, portrait mode on a, on whatever camera it, it, it recorded mm-hmm, Garma, mm-hmm. and then and then he's turned it landscape. So so Garma's head is just side like to the side on his on his his widescreen little monitor there, and he's just looking at it kind of lopsided, so that no matter how he's looking at it, he's just kind of, Garma's just kind of at a diagonal, and he's talking, and we hear like weird memory voices of Giran in his head. It, and it's and... definitely Giran's voice, for the record. Like, 100%, no doubt about it, that is Giran's voice. It is not Giran doing a Garma impression. It is not Garma doing a Giran impression. It is Giran being him di- dank gone self. Yep. And and there's this weird, I don't know, fucking, it's probably good that Degwin has, is, is fucking off out of the control of this thing, because it sa- seems like it seems like maybe uh, Garma's death fucked him real hard. Yeah, because uh, he is just talking. He's he's hearing Giran talk and then talking back to Garma, who's dead and is a video, and he's just kind of like longingly said, uh, without right. getting too deep into it. I do think that this is meant to teach us that Garma's death was the turning point for Degwin into realizing he has gone too far for his own ends. And that was apparent, yeah. I think, his wake-up moment. Mm-hmm. And But that at that point, Kaecilia and Girin 
had sequestered so much power within the regime that he couldn't do anything about it anymore. <laughs> yep. So, Dagwin has said, fuck this, and is leaving. <laughs> yep. <laughs> without telling... Without telling Garen, or at least that's the impression I got. Though yep. apparently Garen knows it's happening anyways. I don't know. Yeah, Garen um, apparently watched him go. It's not exceedingly clear as this is happening whether the what Garen was saying was actually a memory or if it was an actual phone call and Degwin was hallucinating because there's one part where like Garen talking over his weird throne cyber desk in the ship and that he's like leaning on uh yep. is like behind Garma's face in yeah. like half opacity it's weird it's a, like <laughs> if it, honestly it would be even weirder if the rest of this episode didn't happen because it kind of overshadows it yeah um like honestly what my head went to and i think the only reason my head went to this is because of where I am in time, uh, you know that face cam thing where it'll read your face and then yeah. put it on an anime girl or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that. I was just imagining for some reason uh, that Degwin... would be, that'd be so creepy. Yeah, Degwin that's just what has his camera set to be Garma. Yeah, that's what my head went to because uh, it was Garma wasn't a still picture. His mouth was moving. He was saying Giran's words, and yeah, so, so I was like, uh, so what obviously the fuck? he just had a. Obviously, he just had a like a, a tape of Garma talking somewhere, but. Because because we know that there's no way they, that that was what they were doing here. Right. Uh, they have no idea that existed. But but, but what I would if? like to I say that's know. canon now. Yeah, <laughs> I really want that to be what happened because that's even more. That's super fucked up. It, but, but it's uh, also really sad. But yeah. it's also space Hitler, right? Or I guess that, space... well, his son, space Hitler's dad. Yeah, I, I guess it's more space. Whatever the thing before Hitler was called, like. Uh the thing <laughs> i before not chancellor was a chancellor uh, yeah he was chancellor yeah i think that's what and someone else was president or back or vice versa i can't remember i don't fucking um, remember yeah it, it's anyways, shocking news uh, local texans didn't learn german <laughs> history uh i excuse you that's world history and i did learn it i just forgot um <laughs> So <laughs> I feel like that's Gar getting down to minor enough detail that that's not just <laughs> world history. Like that's that's pretty German specific. I think the rise of a Hitler is pretty important to know in the part of the world. I... All right. <laughs> uh, though I'll be honest, I was 29 before I under I knew what the fuck happened to start World War One uh, and the assassination of Ferdinand Franz Ferdinand Ferdinand whatever. Uh, anyways. <clears throat> Girin uh, learns that his giant fuck-off cannon works. Uh, he can shoot it once for three seconds at 12 degrees of movement, which, know yep. uh, how that feels. Am I right? Am I right? Penis having people. Also, this episode's called A Cosmic Glow. Just to yeah. double remind you, please keep that in mind, because this shit gets fucking weird. Yep. Uh, 
Oh, also, I, I, Garen plans to just uh, use that big fucking gun to fire that once for three seconds of 12 degrees of, of movement and just commit a fucking war crime. We'll get more specifics yeah. on that war crime later. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> Winky face. Uh, this is, okay, so this is the part, this is the last <laughs> thing that I really want to hit on hard before <laughs> I'll, I'll give you control back over. Uh, it's supposed to be... I'm not even going to tell what it's supposed to be. It's supposed it's to be it like a juice box, I think. Shit, uh, you fucked it, me up. Okay, fine. It's space fine. drink. It's space Jar, beverage. Jar is drinking a space beverage. It uh, looks which like is a just vape a fucking vapor. It looks it's like a vapor. That's all it is. That's all it is, Fuzzy. It doesn't look like a vapor. Like, they fucking glimpse the goddamn future and said, <laughs> what is that? And like, I don't know. Maybe it's a juice box. Nope, it's a vapor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Char and Kaisili are, are taking... F- Fat vape hits. Yeah, uh, just ripping some clouds. What Char? I feel like ha- I feel like it's a space future. So like they actually have good flavoring agents. I feel like Char hits up some like tart cherry shit. Yeah, uh, or I guess. like just re. It's all red berries is part of the joke I'm going for here, but also, like, genuinely, I feel like he would like that, because he is still kind of royalty. And Lala's just (laughs) weed-flavored. What, am I wrong, motherfucker? No, you're not. Oh, Cassilia. I'm fucking, I'm all over the place. Cassilia's is probably, like, uh, what? I don't know. (laughs) Souls, so yeah, the men's screams of, of men's death. Um, all whatever, of the, like is. weird <laughs> fear boners that yeah. just the energy of that. She vapes uh, that. They flavored that, and she vapes it. It tastes kind of like chestnut. Just for the record, they started with chestnut and somehow got to that. Don't know why I went with chestnut, but chestnut vape actually sounds really bad. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It sounds terrible. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'll be honest. Most vape sounds terrible to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm I'm, I'm not pro vape. I'm okay. I I did uh, e-cigarettes and stuff when I was trying to quit smoking. It didn't work. I ended up having to just quit cold turkey both times I quit smoking. Uh, I'm currently like Four years tobacco free. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's the same thing. I, it's the same problem I have with like uh, weed culture, right? Right. Like I don't have a problem with weed, and I don't have a problem with vaping. No. I just have a problem with like those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> have no, more than one it. goddamn identifying feature about yes. your goddamn personality. <laughs> Shit. Yes. I'm such an old man. I'm such an old man, Fuzzy. I always worry I get stoned too much and that I just mention it too much. Like, that is an actual fear I have all the time. The good news is... It's not, not like, that I'm worried everyone can tell. It's that I'm worried worried everyone... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I just don't want to be perceived as one of those guys. That's it. That's my anxiety about that. That's it. you're, You're equally or as more... Uh, obs- uh, obsessed and all consumed with mecha anime. So that's a lot. That's not. That's not good. I tweet about that a lot. What I oh, mean is, no. you have at least two things. Oh, I have at least two things. God, I would. 
I definitely have three things. I've been RPGs. Yeah, four things. I've been crusading about Muscle Girls quite a bit. Okay, well. Well, yeah, must but that's just being horny on main, which isn't really yeah. a good feature, but it's a feature. I don't know. I I really this this comes up a lot, and I get every time horny on main comes up, I'm very confused because I'm like, are we not supposed to be honest about this stuff? It's I thought it was 2018, no, and no, I no. could be horny about whatever the fuck I wanted. No, no, no. It's <laughs> I believe it's an amount thing, and like, oh, uh, okay. you've got a you got to toe a line, right? Of right. where the social, where the socially acceptable is, I think there is a line. I think that line is also dependent on your nation, probably. Probably, but that's just guesswork. Honestly, I don't, I don't know for sure. Right. I just welcome know to f- the <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to <laughs> our <laughs> ethics the podcast. Well, it's just the podcast where you explain internet culture to. Me. <laughs> So another podcast where I start with reading off of a wiki that I'm just getting all the information <laughs> off of, but slowly transition Perfect. to actually writing my own articles on this. <laughs> um, Alright, so now I understand. God, now that's the, an actual idea I have. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Well, don't don't anybody steal it. If you're if you're if you're out there and your name's Fuzzy, you can't steal Fuzzy's idea to do Fuzzy Reads Wiki. <laughs> I met a guy who went by Fuzzy recently. It was the weirdest conversation I've ever had. Imposter. I immediately became had an out of body experience. I did not Highlander this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. I like. I am prepared for when the Chris Wars occur. I am. <laughs> I am going to murder some Chris's. And steal I, their goddamn power. Why Why do you assume that everyone who shares a name will have to fight to the death? Because there's too many of us. We have to... There's not room enough in the world for all the fucking Chris, Christophers, Christophs. There's too many. There's too many. We've got to end each other. We've got to... It's going to come to a head, Fuzzy. I know it is, <laughs> and I'm prepared for the Chris-pocalypse that's coming. I'm glad all the people I'll have to fight for my name are my real name are old women <laughs> who are shortening their name yeah, fun, yeah there's a that, lob off a bit of it yeah <laughs> fun fact when you search my actual name you end up with an author fun fact it's not yeah, my too. real name <laughs> it, it, it's it's like slightly off it's not correct but it's close yeah uh, uh, if I remember correctly, last time I, I uh, googled my name, there was an author and a man who killed his entire family. Oh so, no! <laughs> uh, I hopefully, hopefully, I'll lean lean more in that that first camp. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully. Anyways, uh, in this one, uh, Kaecilia and and Char are chatting. Yep. Sans Char doesn't have his helmet; he's still got his fucking face mask. But Kaecilia has her thingy off. Yep. Uh, they're talking about uh, uh, attacking White Base and then looping around Granada and attacking Reville. Yep. Uh, so they're, they're going to do a loop de loop. They're going to shoot the moon uh, and then murder everyone, is their plan. Um, also, and, yeah, and I noted here that Kaecilia has her mask down, which, yeah. on one hand, she is eating, which I get, but she's also, like, no helmet, no nothing. She's even got her hair down. 
Uh, yeah. Which to me reads either she trusts Char, doesn't care about Char, or I don't. I so don't know. We just, we don't know a lot about. We don't know a lot about Cassilia. She hasn't gotten uh, like a shitload of characterization mm-hmm. from, from the show so far. But that, I'm, that means I'm gonna fucking write in what I want, and I think it was a power play. Right. I think I get the I get the feeling Cassilia. Yeah, so I get the feeling Cassilia like generally uses her her like face and and uh, everything as as a tool mm-hmm. of like like she has to wear that mask and helmet for a reason. It's just that. To me, that means she also takes it off for a reason, right? Uh, and then we lead into uh, she's like, she just says, "So, when did you decide not to overthrow the zombie family?" And we just and get we, a close up of Char and yeah. just like sweats nervously. <laughs> plans, so, yeah, what plans? And Cassilia just fucking no sells him. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so it's something about like she knew. About uh, she she once Char she like Char knew about Lala and was right. Uh, she ordered like a background check on her on on Char and found out what what was up with him. Uh, and she's known since then. Uh, Ooh, and that's what it said it. in the English. Yeah, what in, did it say in the in Japanese? She says, "I played with you when you were yeah." Okay, four no, years she did old. say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, she she, she, yeah. she when she was younger played with a four year old Castle, and yeah. she remembers and recognizes him even now, even with the mask. She's like, "That's yeah. fucking, I know that fucking mug." Uh, uh, so I guess they in English they decided to elaborate on in that she also required someone to do in in depth investigation yeah. into where he came from. Yep. But uh, <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts happens here. It bef- <laughs> Was just where he's like, uh, I kind of knew this day would come, but I'm just, I didn't realize I'd be so nervous. Like my hands can't stop. I'm usually so calm, but my hands can't stop shaking. And they have a close up of his hand, and it's one hundred percent not moving. It's not moving at all. <laughs> oh, budget. Oh, budget limitations. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this looks way better in the movie cut, but like, oh. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> saved their money for the psychedelic Did trip they? flash fight at the end. Well, was that money saving? They definitely spent more money there than they did here. They, didn't, they couldn't yeah. wiggle his hand about. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little wiggle. Just a tiny bit. Or don't get so close. <laughs> Down and it's stock still. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, Anyways, uh, she 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 play, lays it out like uh, so. You were all about overthrowing the zombies until you found out about new types and decided your plans changed there, didn't they? And he's like, "Well, you figured me out completely." Yeah. Uh, and and I think at this point, Char has a has a scare boner. <laughs> I I think uh, yeah a little bit. Char's just genuinely impressed that Cecilia yeah. called him out so accurately and has been playing coy for this long. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just and really she was neat. like, yeah, and she's like, so, uh, and this is a very good play of hers, I think, which is like she knows that she she could she could still use Char, and he may fucking die in this battle, mm-hmm. so. She's like, well, let's let's uh, let's table this, circle back to it after you know we win the this war. war. Yeah, yeah. 
rather than trying to have him court-martialed or thrown out now. Which I think also interests me because, to me, that reads, she entertains the thought of keeping Char around post-war? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I get the I get the feeling that like I I think she respects that he like stopped stopped like he, he she's like uh, he's no longer a threat to me. He just killed. I, I I get the impression she didn't really care about Garma dying that much, and like she's yeah, just a boy, little too. Howdy, are we about to learn some opinions on a uh, fraternicide very <laughs> soon? <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, she's just really cold and calculating, uh, which I think is pretty dope. Uh. Hello? No, no, I just am nodding oh. and agreeing. Yeah, you right. Okay. 100%. <laughs> uh, uh. So yeah, we then <laughs> cut right over to the white base crew. It's very immediate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all just like sitting around. Uh, chatting about new type bullshit? Yeah. Like, Amuro? They're all oh, just kind of lightly bitching about, like, the, oh, there's fucking magic people now, and they're different than psychics. It's not being psychic, it's a different type of magic bullshit. God <laughs> damn it. It's mostly Bright and Kai, but, like, even Sayla and Hayato are like, uh Yeah. It's... It made me... I watched Into the Spider-Verse literally last night, and I had the thought of, there's like 15 minutes in that movie where nothing happens, really. It's just about being a teenager. I would love just 15 minutes of white base hanging. Yeah. Hanging out, like we, bitching. We've, we've constantly talked about how, like, I, we, I would love, I would love a, a, a bottle episode or a filler episode that's just white base engineering team. Yeah, yeah. Just going through their day. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, maybe there, maybe there is fights outside the ship, but we never see it. We just, we just stick with the engineering team right. down in engineering. Uh, and I think that'd be a really cool space to explore. I, uh, um, I think Gundam-san might scratch this itch for us a little bit, which is the chibi recut. It, yeah. It's, it's like a chibi little parody, but yeah. I think there might be some good cuts in there based on little clips I've seen. Or maybe it sucks. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a million fucking years from now. I Actually, I think it might come before or just after Double Zeta. Holy shit. Like, it might be between <laughs> Zeta and Double Zeta, which would be fucking hilarious. You might actually me. see that then. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That'll be so funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if it's between uh, the two, just we have to take a break from the Universal Century's actual thoughts and feelings and have a chibi misadventure for for a <laughs> honestly. Minute. At that point, we could probably use it. Yeah, I uh, I, I heard from from uh, a mutual friend of ours, Matt, uh, who's watching who watched just watched all of Zeta. Uh -huh. Apparently, the the latter half is is a little rough to get through. Apparently. Uh, it, it, apparently it's flipped from this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, the the we they uh, Mariah is is being uh, um uh, like anxious about the tricorn hat, which took me like 
a while to figure out what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> did they refer to it as the tri- did they refer, refer no. to the Elmeth as a trike what happened in the last episode? No, at all? this is the first time no. we're hearing this. We kind of have to just guess what she means. Because yeah. she doesn't say that mysterious mobile armor. Yeah, the the tricorn hat. She just she just says the tricorn hat like it's a thing that they like they obviously decided to, to talk. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, anyway, I got it pretty quickly. It doesn't matter. But it was kind of like, does it even look like a tricorn hat? I have been staring at it, and no, it does. It's vaguely triangular. I don't know where you're getting tricorn hat, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Hard disagree. I gotta. That's gonna be a no from me, dog. Yep. Uh, agree. I don't Uh, remember even the name of the man who says that. I don't know. Exactly. I think I can't remember if it's someone else tells him or someone mentions it or and he agrees or he mentions it and someone else agrees. But, they, but the the general assumption is like Amuro's got to fucking kill that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh Mirai starts alluding to it and then he takes over the sentence and it's just like, "Yeah, I know I have to face it down and defeat it. Yeah. It can only be me." Uh, I am the chosen one. Yeah, he even suggests at one point during this conversation that maybe everyone on the ship is new types, uh, to which Bright's, Bright particularly responds, you might be right, but come on, look at you. And Amro's like, yeah, you right. I can't really deny that. <laughs> Yeah. Which I, I thought was interesting, just the fact that even he's acknowledging it at this stage. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, there's no... Uh, but man, we get some exciting information later in this episode about that. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I oh, I guess well, I have to wait till we get there. Yep. I can't, there's a thing I want to talk about. Uh, so, anyways. So, uh, we go to Char ordering all the mobile suits to launch. They start to, on the Xeon side. Uh, in the time I went... Oh, well. First, we have to do something else, because a bunch of shit happens all at once. <laughs> uh, like, literally, in the time it took me to type, we go to Char ordering mobile suits to launch. Two more things happened that I had to pause and go back for, because, oh boy! Uh, he turns a corner and finds Lala is finishing zipping up a normal suit. And, uh, tells her first she's become stronger than him, and on the battlefield he is going to be her subordinate because she's so much better than him now. And I guess he's a firm believer in meritocracy, independent of how militaries work. Yeah, because she's definitely just not outranked him. No, she's an ensign. And he is a captain now, yeah. Yeah, no, he super outranks her. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also, like, I, 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 honestly, the most, the most romantic moment in this entire show so far, I haven't. Yeah, Which, and it, oddly. That's not, that's not saying a whole lot. It's not that romantic. No. But, like, it was way more romantic than I thought it would be. And this uh, relationship has the most buildup of any romantic relationship we've seen so far besides Mirai and Bright. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah Mariah and Bites, Mariah and Bright. The problem is, is that there's. I think they have the opposite problem where it's way too fucking slow of a burn. Uh, <laughs> a little too slow, and, yeah. and and it's not. And I get it. That's not the focus of this show. Yeah. 
Uh, so they're not. It's not. It's not a will they, won't they show. It's yeah. a show about fucking kids dying in war. Yes, <laughs> but and so this um, is something we just visit occasionally because it is important to these two characters. Yeah, but it's not. But important I'm a to shippy bitch. So I just want it so much harder. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like I, I immediately like. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm. I really wish Garma and Char had kissed once. Just once. Come on, show. Um, Trust me, but, there is plenty of art out there to fill that <laughs> hole in your heart, and I know there. There's a lot. There's a lot. I I need mm. you to understand <laughs> that there is and has been since this show came out a lot. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in my my garbage nonsense. <sighs> um. But, uh, so, so, um, he's like, yeah, you're gonna, you're better than me, we're gonna do this, uh, there's no, like, background music no, it's at just a, all. It's just a silhouette, of, he tilts her chin up, chin up and kisses her, yep. and it's just a nice, soft, like, smooch, yeah, in a doorway, it's like, uh, it's real, uh, I don't, I don't know what you're, like, it's, it's just real good. It, it, it real good my reference kiss. there is, uh, that Klimt painting, the lover, or uh, the kissers, the, I forget, but it's like that gold cloak one. Just their pose kind of reminded me of it. Uh, she's very, okay, like, yeah. loosely loose, and Char is the active smoocher in the scenario. The framing is similar. I don't know. It just reminded so, me so of it that. So it is the lovers, and I looked it up just to, just to check, uh, and the third image is uh, some... They put that print on some fucking tights. <laughs> or leggings. Alright. Uh, which is... <laughs> not good. Not... Yeah. Not <laughs> not, it's not, not a pleasing look. look at no, it all. I'm sure it's worse <laughs> on a person. I'm sure. Um, so, th- like, they don't make a big deal of it. There's no, like, massive nope. swell. Nope. Uh, he, he then just, like, goes to walk away. And it's, like, honestly, one of the most human moments we've seen out of Char. Because I'm not... like. I'm not convinced he didn't want to... Like, I'm not... Usually when Char does human shit, I'm assuming he's pretending (laughs) to be human. Right. (laughs) This is Uh, genuine. Yeah, it feels more genuine. I I mean, I don't know for sure, because I don't know Char that well. I will get into why I think you are 100% correct, but it involves psychic bullshit that we're going to (laughs) hit harder later. Right. Um... And and so as he's walking away, Lala's like, "Oh, all right, well, you made me in charge. Now you got to wear your fucking suit." <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's like be safe, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and then he agrees and walks away. And it's just, she's very she. It's just real. She like touches her lips and smiles. Uh, she was just real into that kiss. Yeah, she. It, yeah, it was honestly just a cute kiss. Uh, it was. It should be mentioned for the sake of uh, completion. It, weird turn of phrase, given the topic I'm about to say. Lala is 17 and Char is 20. This was also 1979, which is less yeah. an excuse and more just a. Uh, yeah. Also, we're in t- uh, like it's it is 
like I think that's like if that's you think legal about it, in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Also, he would be a, like in high. If either they were in high school, he's a sophomore, and she's, she's a freshman. Not sophomore, uh, junior, and she's a freshman. Like it's not like literally. If she was one year older, we wouldn't bat an eye at it. Yes, it's uh, it's with it's in the squint range. Yeah, and especially you gotta, in real life, you should squint very hard at this. In, yeah, and worry. In yeah. fiction, when you are literally inside people's heads, we can lean back a little bit here. But yeah. Yeah, I thought we should talk about it still for the sake of completion. Yeah, well, there's also the if we're if we're going into if we're going into that, there's also yeah. the weird power dynamic mm-hmm. of like uh, he is her superior officer. He also uh, like started this her. off by saying yeah. also no longer. I am uh, below you. Yeah, I guess that that's not really how that works, though. Yeah, there is that. I, I'm just saying, like, she could probably melt his brain, sure, but <laughs> he can the power dynamics is melt his brain is what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. So, no, like, I get it. if we're talking about how this could be problematic, yeah. there's a fuckload of ways this could be problematic. Yes. Um, but uh, in the moment. Uh, but it's still it yes. framed as it is. Yeah, yeah I no. was into it. Yeah, no, it's still good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so she, yeah, she touches her lips, smiles. He kick flips out. Uh, <laughs> Prince Doesn't that he always. is. Yep. Uh, vapes. Vapes. Does a fat <laughs> fucking bleed char vapes. I'm so uh, I'm so fucking angry. Just she t- she touches her lips and smiles, and the camera stays there, and we just hear the like sound of the coil the heating up yeah. and the bubble <laughs> off screen. I hate this. I hate oh, this so much. Next thing you know, he's gonna fucking dab. I would shit myself immediately. <laughs> to canonically see Char or a Char clone dabbing. I'm really annoyed that Char doesn't die this episode. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So. Zeon launches all their shit. Yes, Kaecilia takes her seat on her big command chair. Uh, Char's Zanzibar will lead the charge. Uh, White Base detects them, because that's how wars work. Uh, and the pilots, in almost perfect sync, rush out and go decide to launch together. Uh, independent of Bright needing to order yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, Bright's like, wait, who's in what? <laughs> and then Mariah's like... Don't worry about <laughs> Let it. Let them take care of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, we also they know what they fly in. Right. <laughs> I, at this point, Bright also squints at Mirai, which I read as, like, a three-point squint, squint po- point one. Just fucking, I'm a captain. I'm the middle edge. <laughs> squint point two how do you fucking know they're gonna fucking do the right thing are you magic hmm? mm-hmm. and squint point three that is still legally a child in, and we're just letting him we're just letting this happen again yeah uh those are the squint points I saw at least yeah uh, right. For 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 like all of his flaws, there there are a lot of occasions where Bright can check his fucking ego. Yes. Uh, he probably should like in a military context, he probably shouldn't. But considering he's on like 
most of these fuckers are civilians. He he rolls yeah. with this shit pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think even in like the real world, you have to understand once the crew dynamic works, why yeah. fuck with it? Yeah. Like as long uh, as it's not a problem, why bother? Right. Uh, at least that's my justification for why Bright just squints at this and goes, "All right, let's fight war now." Yeah, let's, fight, let's, fight, worry, go. let's worry about this. Uh, the crew launches, and for some reason, Hayato never gets like call out remarks. I notice. Uh, Hayato really gets like they they just stopped giving a fuck about Hayato after he had his moment of. Uh... Uh, self-doubt. Yeah, later in this episode, he does get one little shot, but not much. Not no, much. They, 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 they act like they gave him the full Kai 2 episode treatment. They nope. did not, though. No. Nope. Hayato, again, Hayato got to be sad about Ryu and want to murder a bunch of Nazis. Mm-hmm. It, and, and then, you know, self-conscious about being second or third to Amaro. Yep. Uh, fourth. I keep remembering there are more people better than him. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> uh, I think okay. So so I've I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, I think the reason I like Hayato so much is he's the he's the fucking Krillin of this show. A little bit. Uh, in that he's normal as fuck. Like he is. He works real hard to get where he is. He doesn't have any natural. Still way better than any of us ever could be in his shoes. Right. Right. Uh, he doesn't have any natural abilities that, that just like. You can't yeah. imagine Kai fucking training in his off time, or like mentally preparing, or like doing cross fucking training in in, in um, judo and shit. Like Hayato puts in the fucking hours yeah. to be good at this, yeah. And he and he shows up every time, knowing he's the fourth best pilot on this goddamn shit. Yep. <laughs> um, Fifth, if you count Mirai. And capital yeah. ship driving in the same right. class as mobile suit driving or combat piloting. Yeah, so still fighting in combat, but I would not say that Amuro would be very good at piloting a capital ship. Right, and I don't know if you put if you put Mirai in a, in a mobile suit, I don't know how well she would do either. I mean, she um, is apparent, apparently. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Yeah, everyone launches, barrages begin, ships are exploding, bright orders fire. There's also, there's also a fuckload of, gi- uh, of gunmen, gunmen's, yep. I keep fucking it up now, gunmen's and balls, just flooding, balls everywhere. It's all, um, there, it's a, it's a, it should be censored, really, in most states. Yeah, uh, no, but I'm surprised they didn't blur it out, I guess it's because there's no pubic hair around there. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm just saying, you tack some fucking steel wool to those things, and they're lewd. <laughs> I don't want... Don't... No. Please, no. please Photoshop that and send it to No. <laughs> so, no. So, <laughs> we get some fight scenes. It's... There's not a lot of fanciness to report here. It's some fight stuff. Yeah, uh, this is a big major battle. Yeah, it's a big major battle that we could go beat by beat, but it won't quite do it justice. I don't know. Imagine a bunch of mobile suits fighting. Shit. That's what happens. Yep. Uh Sayla does get her signature I notice her signature move is to dodge a shot by turning ninety degrees and then firing back. 
And she gets a kill with this at least once a battle. That's yep. her reused animation slot. It's the it's the, the Sailor Drift. The Sailor Drift, I guess, yeah. That's her yeah. signature move. <laughs> uh, Amuro notices the Elmeth bits start showing up. And yeah. begins doing combat with them. And yep. then psychic bullshit starts happening. Yep. He squints really hard and mm-hmm. apparently taps into the waves of that are controlling the bits. Uh, he starts predicting where they're going and uh, lands shots on them every time. He's leading them perfectly. And Lala starts, like, feeling this because he's in yeah. her shit now. Yeah, it seems like as soon as both of them are using psychic bullshit, they kind of... It, it feels like the the way it feels they're they're making it out to be is like both of them like like become these this huge gravitational force in mm-hmm. in their psychic bullshit and they're just drawn to each other and, yep. and, and to the point where it looks like the the more they do psychic bullshit around each other the more psychic they get yes uh and it har- the harder it gets to like break that uh as we'll see in a bit yes uh Boy, oh boy, do we have to unpack a lot. Yes, there's some shit. There's some shit coming up, y'all. So, uh, this continues for some time, till Lala gets close enough for Amuro to start hearing the La, La. (laughs) Uh, they begin to duel both in the physical world and in their minds, until they hit this point where suddenly something clicks... And they connect. And they start talking. Like, actually being able to have a consistent Full conversation. conversation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amuro is fighting off bits, and Lala accuses him of being evil based purely on wanting to hurt Char. And she, being in love with him, and being a member of Zeon, and just owing her life to him, in her eyes, is determined to protect him. Yes, yeah, it's... It... She's also visibly terrified of Amuro. Yeah. It's like, Doesn't... she talks very afraid of him. Yeah, she's afraid of him. As, like, as makes sense. Especially if she can touch his, like, psyche and know, like, just how effortless this is for him at this point yeah um but uh uh is this the part where she she like they start going into like yeah why why did i meet why did we have to meet now oh oh, no no that's later okay uh this part before the commercial hits uh she is terrified of him and she (laughs) explains it because she can see into amuro and amuro can see that Clearly, this is what Lala believes. Mm-hmm. But when she looks into him, he doesn't have a reason he's fighting. Nope. He's just fighting because it's something to do. Yeah. And at this point, that freaks her out. Yeah. At this point, he's literally a just killing machine for the Fetties. Yeah. Uh,. Because he does, and her 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 reasoning is like he has no family to love. Yeah. Uh, so so like something I, I like, and it makes sense. And they slow played the hell out of it. Of like, uh, Amro did start this fight 
with a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just fear. He did, like, he was trying, to, he, he did have a mother and father he thought he was trying to protect or get back in touch with. And then over the course of this... He loses uh that. Yeah, and, uh, and Ryu, who was like a, a proxy older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, anybody, even if they're still alive, the people he used to have an emotional connection with, he does not anymore. Um, and... Even Fra. Well, even Fra. Him and Fra aren't close anymore. Fra's afraid of him. Right, and th- this leads into even the rest of the White Base crew. They... Even Amuro, earlier this episode, has to acknowledge he is separate from everyone else, and he can't yeah. escape that. And suddenly, in front of him, appears someone who looks into his soul, and he can look back, and within the span of seconds, they have a total understanding of each other. Mm. Like that. Yep. And we cut to commercial. Cha! So. I've also got questions. You do? What? Yeah. You have questions? Yeah. Good, because I don't have any. We don't have any emails or chas. Uh, probably because we're recording this so close to the other one. Uh, and I forgot to send out a thing saying, give us your chas. I sent uh, out a thing in a different place, because oh, I happened shit. to be stoned and thinking about it. <laughs> but, uh, also we don't have, just, just to check in, we have no new iTunes reviews, I don't, I, I again, we're recording this. Yes. Uh. We're speed running to get through yeah. the series. So, uh, that's fine. But you got, oh my god, I do have a short story. Uh-huh. So, I went to check yesterday, because we were, I thought we were going to record yesterday, or before I talked to you. Right. Um, and I went to check iTunes to see if we had any more reviews, so we, I could have them to, prepared to read out. And it said we only had ten fucking reviews? Huh. Like, it just lost half of our fucking reviews? Huh? And I was like, oh no. What happened? What <laughs> happened? Anyways, I checked again today, and they're all back. But I had a moment where I was like, Did you, "Why did you go, guys? <laughs> Come back!" Uh, but yeah, if we can get to fifty reviews by the time we hit Zeta, we will hit the ground running Zeta as a weekly podcast again. Yes. So get out there and review us, nerds. Yeah. Uh, what's your question? What are your chaws? Uh, the chaws I have. Uh, the first one is from Rain. Uh, she. Oh, shit. A- uh, yes, she asks, what has been your least favorite mobile suit so far? This doesn't count uh, mobile armors, I'm saying. It's just mo- mobile. Let's start All with the mobile suits. armors are kind of like whatever. Let's um, start with suits, and but I do wonder what your least favorite mobile armor is, too, actually. <laughs> uh... So my least favorite mobile suit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a lot of enemies here, yeah. like a lot, because yeah. I know this one's the mo- like the most popular. I don't give I don't the Dom the Dom and the Rick Dom. I don't not big on the Dom, but, huh? Wow. No, because they're like they're like they're too edgy. They're too cool. I don't fuck that. I like the the, the Zaku two is about as edgy as I can get. I like, oh it, man, when Unicorn hits, you're gonna shit your ass out. Yeah, no, oh my all God. all late model Gundams are gonna be too much for me. Like, oh, I, the I, Gira I'm, Zulu's gonna make you <laughs> shit your fuck out. I'm just 
I've also been thinking about like the Gundam Wing Gundams and how over the top they are. I, I, like, I, I really like their jobbers, like the Tauruses and yeah. stuff. But like all the actual Gundams are so fucking much. Yeah. Um, it's very nineties. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like I saw an episode of of Unicorn and that like the 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 Gundam blank before it goes psycho frame. Yeah. I love that. It's very the unicorn reserved and, and normal ass. Yeah. Just a, a looks like, looks like it's not finished yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have to ruin it by making it all glowy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say for me, my least favorite out of this set we've been given so far is actually the Gelgoog. I'm just not very crazy on its design. I do yeah, like, but- it's a beam saber that we see yeah. this episode. I'm big, see a lot of it. I'm big into the double-ended, uh, like, scimitar design. That's real fucking cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, the rest of it just feels like taking only middling elements of the Zaku and the Dom and mashing them together and then making it more angular which yeah. I like uh, my Xeon designs. My Xeon designs curvy. I, yeah, uh, I like them I, thick. I like, they can uh, they can have spikes, but they need to be mostly curvy. Th- yeah, uh, like I, I have an entire thesis on mobile suit design of the Fetties versus Xeon that I will yeah. someday make a video essay about. <laughs> Today's perfect. not that day, but I have no. a whole thing. That sounds like ten years from now when we have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh man honestly like captain christian's making content again so i might get in the mood more by watching his <laughs> shit again <laughs> uh I, I i agree the gilgoog is it, it's just a, it's just a little iteration on like it's just it, i think i think i gave it a pass because i just assume it's a it's a charizard <laughs> yeah right you just kind of squint uh, a little bit and it goes away yeah, yeah. it goes yeah um uh, I, there's what's your also least favorite like, mobile armor, though? Uh, the first one, I can't even Ad-Zam. remember what the fuck it's called. Adzam. Yeah, Adzam uh, sucks. Cool. We're same page. I, <laughs> yeah, because, like, the one that, that, um... Fuck, who's the big the big brother? Uh, Dozel. Dozel. The one Dozel was in... Big like, Sam. We got a lot... We got, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of fucking... Mileage out uh, of that. Mileage out of him and his weird cock laser. <laughs> yeah, Adzam was just like, eh, fuck you, go away. Like, even... Yeah. Even my favorite one that I forget the name of right now, despite the fact that it's my favorite design, I just never remember the one with the teeth and the scythe arms. Uh, I don't know. That one literally gets jobbed out in half a second. Like, it (laughs) goes the fuck down immediately. I love that little guy. I would die (laughs) for him. I would kill for him. Yeah. Sweet boy. Baby boy. (laughs) Good boy. And then... And then the other, the only other one's the Elmeth, right? There's the Elmeth. There's one more that we're definitely forgetting, but if it's oh, forgettable, one that, that means ha- it's not one... bad. <laughs> it's just forgettable. It's the one that 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 Charlie Abul was in, right? Yeah, that fucking uh, um, whatever that Brabro, Brabro, yeah. Uh, but I think Brabro, and then this is actually my point about the Elmeth are, are both important yeah. steps, like you, you, in the history of Gundam. They're important to know about. Yeah. Whereas the, the ad exam is just, it's whatever. I don't give Like, go away. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think we've killed enough time for this commercial break. Despite having two more questions, I'll just put those back in the bank for a little bit put later. Put back in the bank. Uh, there we go. So, we uh, do... Thank you for sending in a question, Rain, by the way. 
Uh, yeah. Where the fuck were we? The right there. So we get back to Kai taking out a dude, some gunmans, and some doms are dying left and right. Uh, Hayato is barely effective in that gun tank, and I completely understand why they put him in a gun cannon in the movies. Uh, also, real quick, yeah. you wrote Kayato, which is a great ship name for them. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, so... <laughs> You ever just get confronted with something you didn't quite realize you wanted? Uh, <laughs> but you're curious to see where it goes. Yeah. So, we... Oh, Char so launches in the Gelgoog, and we cut back to that psychic duel. Right. Uh, in space. In space. Psychic space. So, it should be noted that we get less and less cuts during this of the real space actions yeah. of these two. Which yeah. we later come back to when Char interrupts. But yeah, so Lala accuses Amuro of being unnatural for fighting with no purpose, and while she fights for the man that rescued her, Amuro wonders if it means that nothing that these two new types finally met, and Lala screams when confronted with that. Uh, yeah, it's super fucking weird. I think. I read this as, first, we're in psychic space, so a cutting question might actually cut. Yeah. And okay. Amuro is confronting her with, I can literally see your soul. Does that yeah. mean nothing to you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Amuro decides that this is destiny, and she agrees. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's very I agree weird. still with that assessment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> past me and current me still agree uh it's weird it, it, because this entire sequence needed 90 minutes there's a reason end of evangelion is a movie it's <laughs> a movie length thing and this <sighs> is why because they deal with very similar themes because this is what Otto ripped off um yeah, there's a reason that this is a theme in mecha shows. <laughs> Loneliness and being um, connected. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So so the, the the big thing here is like these two have uh it it's 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 a manifested in different ways, like um Lala ends up being kind of aloof and weird, and Amro is withdrawn and depressed, but like both of them have disconnected from the rest of the world because yes. they're so different. Yeah. And now they're finally meeting and connecting and it's instantly understanding. Yeah. Uh, uh and there's a lot of really interesting sci-fi about this type of stuff. Uh yeah. there's I think the short story predates this by like a few years, but uh, it's called the kids are all right or something like that where it's like all the children get neural iphones basically and the younger you get it implanted the more you grow up with it and the more you can be synced into it yeah so like if you get it implanted like before you hit puberty you can pretty much just think and use it but if you get it implanted when you're like an infant you'll base your psychic you're psychic to everyone else that has it, yeah. right? Right. Uh, and it's all going into that type of shit. And that's a lot of what new types seem to be when they are as high-juiced as 
Amaro and Lala are. Because, as we see just now, Char appears and screams uh, to stop fooling around with that guy. Yeah. Like, that's literally what he said in the Japanese, stop fooling around with uh, the Gundam. I have no idea what, what he said in there. I think it's... I yeah, I'm not, I don't remember what he said in the English dub. I was too, like... Uh. Oh, sorry, that actually <laughs> happens in a little bit. Char just launches and goes, Lala! And we cut through Char, then Sayla, looking surprised with a new type flash. All of them yeah. get new type flashes, by little, the way. Little lightning, yep. uh, lightning bit. Yep. Uh, and then uh. Mirai. We yeah! get the last shot of the Mirai. Fuck? Yep. What the fuck? Hard confirm that Mirai is a new type. What Hard the fuck? confirmation. Mirai what isn't. The fuck? Mirai is pre-naturally good at piloting. What the fuck? I I'll be honest. I have mixed emotions about this. I liked I liked that Mirai was just hardcore that good. Uh, I kind of like. That she gets to be special because yeah. she is coded as being plain but seemingly good. So yeah. the fact that she actually has the supernatural power too. And also, they kind of like slow played us on it. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, but then if you go back and think how often Mirai went to people's defense and like. Mirai wasn't even that weird about Amuro walking in on her earlier in the series. She was just like, oh, it's Amuro. Oh, this is an honest mistake. Fix your thing. I'll cover up with a towel here. It's fine. She played yeah. it embarrassed, but like surprisingly chill for what could have been, right? I, I just, I just, I, I read that as just her being pretty chill. Like right. a human. I, I'm... In this essay, I will use it as evidence <laughs> that she, not new type connected immediately, but just the fact they were, it just kind of radiates. And I think they get drawn to each other, right? Uh, and I do think, like, I get the feeling that Mirai, if if there was like a sliding scale, Amuro and Lala are on one end, I think Mirai is at the other. Like, it feels like Mirai is not, is the least new typey of the new type so far. It feels like because this is the first time it's come up. Well, this is the first time she's had an actual reaction to it. Well, right. Well, this is the first time it comes up. She also has the most vocal and specific reaction of "Wait, Amaro, don't." Like she, she reacted specifically to the situation, whereas right. like Sayla just looked. And I understand there's an element of like time stuff, and we ended on yeah. Mirai, so of course she gets the bigger line. But, yeah. like, we also ended on Mirai, and she got the bigger line. After learning Mirai is a new type, and having our collective celebrations about that, we go back to Lala is, like, leaning into Amuro, but also past him, and, like, it. I'm not sure how to read this situation, besides weird psychic closeness. Yeah. Apparently everyone doesn't like this, but Lala is also distraught that this meeting is happening. This meeting has to happen now of all times in the middle yeah. of the war. And she wishes they could have met somewhere else. Yeah. At uh, a different time, different place, different yeah, war. Yeah, at this point, psychedelic bullshit gets turned up to 11. We get weird waves and psychic 
bullshit flying by and Lala spews light everywhere and then Char jumps in and says, Lala, stop fooling around with him at this stage. Uh, because in the real world, they were basically just sitting still. Staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Char, uh, engages in a duel with Amuro. Uh, Sela interrupts occasionally, accidentally getting hit by the Gelgoog's saber at one point. Uh, Which, uh, Lala tries to stop That's a Char. different one. Oh. <laughs> but, y- you're right. Uh, <laughs> Lala steals herself for the combat, Char fights back, the Gelgoog's beam fucking scimitar. Double scimitar. Double scimitar. Fuck yeah. Uh, Apparently can cut through Amuro's shield, no problem. Uh, Amuro manages to save Sayla's life a couple of times, and duels uh, both the Elmeth and the Gelgoog away. Uh, yeah. Or is successfully doing so. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, Char makes a swing at Sayla's ship that would have killed her until Lala... Like, she's absolutely about to die. Lala yeah. psychically interrupts Char and makes him stop. He does. Yeah. Uh, and notices... And then finally notices... Yeah, that the G-Fighter is Sela. Uh, in that moment, however, Amuro proceeds to slice the Gelgoog's arm off. Again. Again. <laughs> this Gelgoog likes to lose arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lala proceeds to rush in and takes the hit in front of Char as Amuro goes for the killing blow. Yep. The stab is directly into the element's cockpit, and yep. the explosive decompression and boiling plasma causes Lala, uh, her suit to... Uh, her master, Yeah, her shatter. And she super dies. However... Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is this is fucking intense. Anyways, yeah, go ahead, sorry. So she starts dying, and this shockwaves. And we go to Amuro, and also kind of everyone else's mind. Lala proceeds to monologue. More people are becoming new types, but does Amuro believe this will help anyone? Will it bring people together? Lala can see through time, apparently... And a song begins to play as we just get kaleidoscopic <laughs> visuals. The song... It's so sh- creepy. It's really weird. weird. Uh, the song is Goodnight Amuro, uh, or Oyasumi Amuro. It's a Japanese little soft vocal and acoustic song. As a pleasant plane appears that has two spirits chasing each other. One of them yellow, one of them red. Uh... They chase each other across the plane. We cut back to the Elmeth beginning to explode. Amuro begins crying. Char watches from Where's the distance. The... Yeah. Where, where, where in this bit was the sun that was being attacked by sperm? That was uh, just before the pleasant plane appeared. Okay. So there, a son got pregnant. Yeah. And this, I don't know what that I... was trying to allude to, but those were definitely sperm, and that was definitely a sun egg. Yeah, and then it exploded, and then we got, it's... like, the black and white ver- part of the uh, end of 2001 of Space Odyssey sequence <laughs> that flowed in that Mode 7 plane past the camera, and yeah, then... Maybe it's maybe it's supposed to be, like, that's 
the birth of the new types? Maybe? <sighs> Let me finish it and then I'm we'll bad unpack. at poetry. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Char watches and we don't see his reaction, uh, and except that he slams his fist down and curses. The song ends, and Amuro has a full-on breakdown and begins sobbing, and laments that this is an action he can never take back, ever, really hard. Unlike all the other fucking people he's murdered. Yeah. So... Murdered is a strong word, but whatever. So, yeah, to unpack this... Ah, fuck, where the fuck do you even start to unpack this? This is like... Can we unpack? Okay, so... Behind the scenes, I'm very bad at poetry. Right. <laughs> I, I'm i not that good at poetry. I mostly just have genre savvy at this stage, in that okay. I've seen a lot of this. Alright. One of the recurring elements in mecha anime in general is this connection between people. I mean, that's a fucking thing in literature, but in mecha anime, because it also deals with teenagers a lot, it comes up slightly more than usual i would say mm-hmm. a function of this is finding your group is a much bigger deal and thus having this already high intensity situation and including literal magic bullshit in lala and amuro i think share a much deeper connection that we don't get to see because we just don't have the resources to convey that, because that would be another different movie. On top of that, this shit's so weird and apparently impactful that this isn't even the last time we're gonna see Lala. Like, we just watched her die? I think she appears again in 0079, never mind the rest of the fucking shows. (laughs) Also... Just just to, to drive something home, uh, so far, every time someone, well, both times someone has been kissed, uh, someone has died. Yes. Uh, there are no, so, like, the only reason Mirai and Bride are both still alive is because they have not got together yet. Yeah. Uh, the literal <laughs> biggest death flag in Gundam is romance. Action, is romance and I'm not Yeah, because Garma, Garma had, Garma had a love interest, fucking dead. dead. Both she died. Dead. Uh, Ramba and, and Haman? Dead. Dead. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, 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 Miranda and... I forget it too. Uh, Dead. Dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, Slager gets kissed? Dead. Dead. Fuck it. <laughs> Lala kissed? Dead. It just, it's bad. Don't kiss anybody. Don't kiss nobody. They're gonna <laughs> die. Ryu clearly got some off screen yeah. and then he fucking died. <laughs> Ryu got laid at some point. Fucking <laughs> off. Uh, Ryu man, smooch, we Kai, don't fucking know. <laughs> Kai, Kai and that spy lady didn't spy lady, even actually yeah. get to kiss. Yeah. It was, they just got too close to it. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Implied. Dead. So, yeah. Um. Besides romance being the biggest death flag in Mobile Suit Gundam, and I'm not even kidding, it really is. Uh, yeah, there's just a fucking lot of psychic bullshit about being interconnected here, and that's most of the point of this. They, 
This gets categorized as a romance amongst the wikis for some reason, because it was such a deep emotional connection, and that's often what it gets likened to even by Tomino. Like, in official materials, apparently. I'm really curious how he phrases this interaction in the novel that he wrote, honestly. Yeah. But that's a whole other deal. Yeah. <sighs> this is a weird episode. Yeah, if if you want us to have... I don't have, know what that voice I just did was either. Please ignore that, everybody. Yeah. If y'all have questions about this in particular, feel free to ask us and if for the Cha segments, and we'll happily go deeper into things. It, but honestly, we need more bouncing board here, because there's just a lot... There's too much open court here. Yeah. And we don't know what to do. Well, the other problem is that, so, we do, you and I, we we are very good at going too deep into shit, uh, but this one, I feel like if we did, it would just become we would need an entire hour and a half by itself. Yeah. Like, uh, it's so weird. It's such a weird, and plus, like, they're probably gonna get more into it in the next two episodes, maybe? I like, don't remember, and I don't think so, because so much shit happens in the next two episodes. Oh my god, there's still more, like, shit shit happening? We oh haven't no. even gotten to the end of this episode and the repercussions therein, because... Let's go ahead and accelerate okay. to the end here. Because sweet fucking baby oh, fucking jeez, right. fuck. Oh. So... Oh, my... Oh. We're gonna have to have a moment of silence in a minute. Okay, okay. Okay. So, we cut back to the battle. Bright orders concentration on the Zanzibar in front. There's doms dying, there's ships dying, and sadly, Mulligan goes down with... And, uh, Zeon Clark Kent <laughs> goes down with the Zanzibar and explodes. Man, Rest in pieces, Mulligan. You... Mulligan. You went down pretty legit, honestly. Yeah. No hard feelings on that one. You didn't go down like a punk ass. You you just kept fighting. Yep. Also managed to survive like half a fucking season as Char second, so... Yeah, I wonder if he's in Gundam Valhalla somewhere and I just didn't notice him. If he's not, he's there in spirit. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be my next OC, Mulligan. (laughs) Mulligan in the Build Fighters universe is how to explain... Why Mulligan goes to Valhalla. <sighs> Rest in pepperoni. So, <laughs> Char makes it back to Kaecilia's ship and is hev- heavily wounded Gelgoog. And Kaecilia gets the orders to run back to Zeon territory. She's also the only remaining ship from her fleet that she brought to this fight. The show now gets real wiggy with how time works, because the solar ray fires in 30 minutes. Uh, we cover the next 30 minutes in the next two minutes of show. <laughs> so, Bright laments that they're going to be late to the rendezvous with the, rest- rendezvous with the rest of the fleet because of this fight. Mirai doubts the fleet that they came with will be able to follow properly because all those Salamisists got really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so she makes the executive choice to fucking ditch them. Bright agrees. And meanwhile, Which is definitely, definitely not, not an important thing at all. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile... You know, them being separated from the fleet. Yeah. In the crosshairs of yep. a super weapon. Yep. 
Oh man, is that psychic bullshit? Mirai! Ah! So, Amaro is in the ready room talking to the other pilots, trying to express kind of... It's implied he just got done telling people kind of what he saw. Yeah. Uh... Because they're all like, you what need the fuck? to, like, Stop. Out. Yeah, There's we can't bring need. you into battle. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Haro yeah. confirms that Amuro's brainwaves are fine. Yeah, so, excellent, is what he says in the English, though. Mm. They're, they're excellent. His brainwaves are excellent. Yep. Um, and honestly, if you have to resort to getting Haru to vouch for you, the robot you made with your hands... Suspicious. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little suspicious. So, uh, the crew does look dubious immediately. Uh, Sela in particular, given that she's front and center. Yeah. Uh, we then cut over to a mixture of Giran and Reville, and we learn how everyone's lining up. Uh, we cover Reville's side, and Degwin shows up, and he learns this in real time, and is fucking shocked that Degwin Zabi <laughs> is at his front door asking to talk. He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. We need to have a conversation. At the same time, Giran is targeting the enemy forces. He's deciding to center the Solar Ray's beginning firing line in front of a place called Geldorva, which is where... General Reville is currently meeting with Degwin Zabi. Yes. Uh, the Solar Ray starts targeting it. We get a long... It's a long boot-up sequence. Uh, yeah. Cool shots of ships going around. I really like the one of uh, a um, Zeon ship skating over a solar panel. It's a really nice yeah. shot. It, it's very. This is where all the money was. It's very Kubrick. Like someone definitely saw 2001: A Space Odyssey for this <laughs> episode because this episode smells like Stanley Kubrick. Uh, it's got it's that much. So, and I'm into it. Honestly, <laughs> I wish they kept doing it and had the money to afford that constantly. So. It charges up, there's alarms, everyone puts on sunglasses, which I guess makes sense. <sighs> uh, and then Giran commits a war crime. We don't get to see yep. it yet, though. Nope. We cut over to Amaro uh, just as the solar ray fires, and Amaro screams uh, to stop the ship as he can hear people screaming as they are melting in the light of hatred. Yeah, this is very much a uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi feels the destruction of Alderaan moment. Yeah, and we're gonna see why. Yeah. Before I start screaming, I I do want to say, yeah, this episode is a fucking lot to unpack. Yeah, I feel free to send us questions. Like, it's it's hard to even start drilling into this without having to end up really metatextual, even. Because this is such a weird sequence that we also have to kind of speedrun, not due to our medium, but they had to speedrun it. Because honestly, fucking all of a movie could be about this episode. Yeah. And yeah, so I, that that like 
my takeaway from this one is the bits around what happened are paced pretty well, uh-huh. I thought. Uh-huh. Um, and, but, but man, when shit moved, it moved way too fast. Like, I think, I think Lala's death was too anticlimactic. Uh, which yeah. is sounds weird because, like, it's not. There was a big climax, but yeah. it, it just it the, the, it happened. Which maybe this is the point. It happened so offhandedly. It happened so fast. It did happen the, the, really fast. The the lead up and fallout took took time, but the the actual death of Lala, who is as you've repeated multiple times, the most important character in the Universal Century, apparently. Yeah. Um. Uh, was over in like a few seconds, yeah, and, and was an accident, yeah. Uh, which uh, again might have been on purpose. It is war; shit happens. Like it's like I'm not. We literally saw Lala stop Char mid swing. Why? What happened with Amaro here that he couldn't have stopped or whatever? Well, like, I think I think you 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 nailed it when you said that. Uh, Char ain't got shit on Lala. The deal that like Lala overpowered him mentally, uh, right. whereas she can't do that with Amaro. Well, I guess what I mean there is like wouldn't I felt like Amaro would have been able to like feel Lala getting in front of the thing with super sense or something. I don't know. It's I guess the answer to that is like narrative because a show needs to happen. Yeah, yeah because a show <laughs> needs to happen. Absolutely. Uh, I, I feel like, yeah, there is a, there should have been a better way of doing this, and if I were in charge of rewriting Gundam, this is particularly a part I would investigate. Not because what's here is bad, but because what's here is too fast. Yeah, and you slow down. I, I definitely get the feeling, and I was talking to someone else about this, like, they 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 definitely I, I feel like they did not know that they like they they learned three episodes ago that they had five episodes to finish this thing yeah and based on what i have heard that is actually kind of true uh based on my understanding of gundam's production cycle the last little chunk is pretty rushed because they thought they were getting 50 episodes and yeah that makes a lot of sense that also makes like it makes sense of why Charlie has showed up and went away so fast. Yes, there is seven uh, e- seven more episodes were meant to exist, and they don't. Yeah. Oy. But on, honestly, I think that's possibly for the best. We would have gotten like instead of wanting more, we would have been it would have been a little more drug dragged out there, uh, which it, is just seventy storytelling, right? Like it's not a. There's also, I notice, a predilection of Gundam shows to go just a little too long later on, after they've proven that they can fill out this space. Um, Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll get to those when we get to those, and I can think (laughs) of examples even, because it's a recurring problem, which is admittedly less of a Gundam and Mecha problem and more of a how television works problem uh and just generally how that shakes out but nonetheless wamp 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 but we have other places we need to get to because there is only two episodes left 
We're so fucking close. We're so fucking close. It, it doesn't feel real. It, like, I wouldn't click to the episode to watch this this episode. I'm like, and whoa. like, they're all on the list. So yeah. there's like two more after this. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where the fuck this goes. Especially because, for some reason, the narrator this time decided to not be a huge dick. Because next time on Mobile Suit Gundam, a largely spoiler-free look into the next episode. There's a lot of war, and since this thing didn't spoil it at all, I won't spoil no shit either. But trust (laughs) me, a lot fucking happens. Uh, Just strap the fuck in as Amuro begins the final confrontation of 0079. Next time on Mobile Suit Fandom, Space Fortress Al Bawakua. Will you be able to survive? Amaro. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 41 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage or that you actually like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod and our personal Twitters from there. Or you can email us at MobileSuitFandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free, and that list changes often, so check them out. Until next time, mech fans, remember, this really isn't even the last time we'll see Lala. Also, the wiki counts this as a fucking romance? What? How? This was a weird psychic... Psychic boners are weird. I don't... This isn't even the last psychic boner we have to deal with. Fuck!